We have a saying around here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, no brains, no headache. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, boys. What's up? What's up? Damn, son, where'd you find this? Welcome to episode 189 of No Brains, No Headache podcast. My name is Jordan. I'm going to be your host today. Happy to be here. I'm damn glad to do what I do with this podcast, No Brains, No Headache. Couldn't do it without my co-host sitting right across from me, having a beverage in his Carolina Panthers cup. Our year. It is your year. Good for you. Love the confidence. Let's keep it going for the show here. Matt Cleary Ongo, how are you? Good. Doing well. Back at it. You know, we had a big week last week, so a lot to talk about, a lot to unpack for this episode. The week last week was rather stressful. A lot of things happening in my life all at once. It's just, that seems to be how it goes. It's like, wow, I was really bored for six, seven weeks in a row. The one week I needed, you know, full concentration, full steam ahead, distractions left and right. Handled it like a champion, though. Yeah, I, I think I would have been more uh, stressed if I would have prepared at all. Yeah, you really winged it. We had a comedy show last Thursday. Laughing Sun Brewery, No Brains, No Headache production. Matt and myself, Alex Ward, Brandon Loftus. The lineup. The night. Yeah, I thought it was a good show. I had a blast. Yeah, I... So it was my first, like, sober-ish show. Like, I had one beer, I think. Well, I really was, you know, tiptoeing the line there. The night prior had an open mic night at another brewery, and I was drinking sour beers like they were going out of style. Come to find out and get reminded that that's, that's like a probiotic. Yep. I have a joke about that. I, there was no joke about me going you know, to the facilities several times throughout the day. The day of the show. Woke up, hung over the day of the show. It's like, damn it. The one thing you weren't supposed to do and you did. I what can you do? I would call it similar to like, oh, last day of vacation. Try not to be hung over for your eight-hour drive home tomorrow. I don't believe in that. Four hours later, it's just like, oh. I do not believe in that. I remember at WeFest this last year, it was Saturday night, and somebody was like, you know, they weren't, you know, forcing their thought upon me, but they're like, oh, maybe you should take it easy tonight so tomorrow doesn't suck. And I'm like, bah! <laughs> Pussy! <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Comedy show went great. Matt hosted. Did you actually wing it? I mean, you had the warm-up last week. Maybe you're just that far along in your professional career. You can just go up there and pull something out of your ass. Well, I knew what jokes I wanted to do. I just had no order in what I was going to do them. And then like I was like putting my set list together before it, and I was still cutting jokes. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I should add this one that I've never said ever in. And then that was like the only joke that I didn't feel good about. It takes, like, it takes some balls to get up there, you know, to... Just try something new at the show. All eyes on you, said Tupac. Good Tupac quote. I, I I, don't know. I feel like if I do that, that I'm less worried about. I'm more worried about putting my set together. I'm not worried about like, okay, this is what I got to do. This is what I got to do. I'm going to be like, I'm more worried about getting through this. I'm not worried about 
fucking up something that I already know I can do. Well, you did a great job. I watched my setback, and when you even came back on stage at the end, I thought that was pretty funny. You got a you got a chant of your name, which we'll talk about shortly, the new name. Plenty to talk about in this episode, but the comedy show. Had Alex Ward. He did a fantastic job. Had Brandon Loftus, a.k.a. the murderer of Bismarck Comedy. I don't... like. I, he was he's killing so, it. He's so good. And the fact that he's clean pisses a guy off. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh fuck you! You got to be good at everything. Yeah, dude, he, but he's but I'll say this about him: he's kind of nasty with it too, because he was just dunking on those guys. He's like, hey, you guys are probably engineers, right? And just shitting all over this table. That's but, what you got to do. You got to yeah. defend the microphone, defend the stage. I even was getting on him, and I pretty much did the whole like. You know, if a friend won't do something, call him a pussy type deal. But I just kept guilting him. Be like, dude, have a beer. We're at a brewery. Like, they want us to drink their beer. That's disrespectful to them to not drink their beer. I had more DCs <laughs> than I did beers that night. I'm not ever worried about you having beers, okay? <laughs> That's fine. You do you. I'm not ever worried about you not being able to take down about 12 sours <laughs> and then losing 10 pounds the next day. So you can't seem to get off the old can. S someone after the show is like, I think that was the best I've seen you do. It, do, have, do you like not drink on other shows? Or maybe you shouldn't drink other shows. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Don't you mind your own business. <laughs> yeah. It was on a Thursday, you know. Sometimes I have stuff to do on Fridays. I mean, it's not like I was wasted on stage, I but I was casually having beers. Had a few bites of a brisket sandwich prior. Hello. That got a, that gets a guy going right there, a little brisket in the tum-tum. we got to stop bringing up food on this podcast. Cause well, that's I, all we talk I, I immediately just like, I could go for some brisket. No matter what it is, you'd be like, oh, I got a big pile of shit next door. It's like, I could go for a big pile of shit. I mean, through my research and experience and listening to other comedians, there are plenty of clubs out in the in the world that will offer straight up a spaghetti dinner to your guests. You're having prime rib. It's taco it's build your own taco night. And they're back at the catering line building their taco while you're on stage. I'm not allowing if I can help it. I'm not gonna I'll start allowing food. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna start allowing food at our comedy shows. If I can help it, I'm not gonna allow it. Um, have you ever like frequent in a bar that would have like free food during happy hour? It's always tough to tell if you want to get in on the action because sometimes it's for a cause that you have nothing to do with, but they have so much left over. They're like, hey, dish up. The burgers have been sitting out for five hours. You could take them down to the hockey rink, and we could use it as a puck if we need it. If we got there's a puck shortage, we could use one of those hamburgers because they are fried tomatoes. You know, it's not a great time when someone gets on the mic and goes, "Hey, just a heads up, help yourself to the burgers. Uh, whatever's not eaten's going to my dog later tonight." It's like, well, it all depends too. Because they do that at weird times, I feel. More matinee-ish, more during the day. And, yeah, it's just, you know, if I'm putting the beers in the gullet, I'm never, I'm not usually putting down some dogs or nachos. I went to this bar that has since been bulldozed to the ground, and it was the greasiest bar. 
probably in Bismarck, Mandan. And this was towards Tell me what it was. the Colonial. Oh, yeah. Um, it was a hotel slash RV park slash bar. I never went in that bar. Tell me all about it. Uh, it's a shithole. Like the blackjack Perfect. table is I love in it a already. corner. And uh, I went there and I was like to end my night. And I'm pretty fucking drunk at this point. And I'm like, you know what? I could eat some food. And the lady's like, hey, uh, one of the bartenders brought in pulled pork sandwiches. Help yourself to that crock pot. And the crock pot had been unplugged for what I'm guessing is about six hours. So I ate three sandwiches. And the next day was the straight up Oregon Trail. You got to watch out for something like that for sure. Um, it's it, It's a hard knock life out there, I would say. But to wrap up the show talk, uh, I just want to say thanks to everybody who came out and supported. It was a pretty good turnout. I was happy with that. Um, I guess I feel fine about my set. I went in pretty raw. Pretty, It was a blind date set. I, I pulled a few classics, a few of the hits. I polished them up a little bit, and they seemed to do fine. Some of the new material, some of it hit, some of it didn't. A little show trick that I have created for myself. First of all, helps if you have the home crowd. You know, one day, got to take comedy out of here. Like you, I want to be a traveling comedian like you, Matt. I want to do it in multiple states. If I did one of those shows every single day for the rest of my life, I would make $1,200. A year or? Total. Total. <laughs> yeah, well, you wonder why I said no. Um, <laughs> Don't want to get too greedy, though. But I was happy with it. My show trick is going last, being the headliner. I mean, nobody's nobody's going to stop me, I guess. <laughs> so I'm just going to do that. And you'd think following a guy like Brando when he absolutely kills up there is bad. I would disagree. It is great because guess what? That crowd is lubed up for you. They are ready to go. They're ready to laugh. They want to keep laughing after an, an appearance like that. And also following Brando, you say he's clean. <laughs> well, I am not. <laughs> fun fact. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, but it was good. Good to get back on the stage. I thought it was a great venue. Pretty sure everybody had a good time. I made some new fans out of the deal. I got a new fan club going, so that's good. Ever hurts. How's the Facebook group coming along? I'm going to let them start it organically. I keep hinting at it, but I'm not going to like come out and say it. But, you know, as long as they they give a follow and, you know, keep me in mind for the next time they want to take in some comedy, that's all I care about. I mean, so that's good. That's fun. Met some new fans, had a blast with them. You know, I the problem with me is I put a lot of time and energy into these mentally daunting i had other things going on i had new clients come on last week so i had to i have to make sure they're taken care of and that's a whole process i welcomed a nephew into the world congrats hey thank you yeah had a nephew last week nolan marcus welcome to the world my friend as your uncle i promise a lifetime of entertainment and lessons of what not to do <laughs> gladly take that burden for you uh so that was also going on you know, my brother's in town for that. Got family in town. I got clients. I got a comedy show. Taking meetings. So it was a lot. Went a little too hard in the paint as a result. It was pretty disciplined for about 
you know, a week and a half, two weeks prior, I was happy with myself of getting my set ready, getting everything ready. It wasn't like super stressful at the end, but it's mentally exhausting. Yeah. There's so much stuff to remember. I'm a delivery guy. I want to have a good delivery. So that's what I work. I don't, I don't go up there and just kind of wing it. The jokes have been winged a few times prior to me. If I'm charging you money to see me do comedy, dude, one I'm treating it like a Broadway play because you deserve it. One time at one of our shows, my last joke was just, I can't believe you guys paid to be here. <laughs> I mean, I have given the crowd a hard time before being like, remember, y'all paid to get in here like... I didn't force you Dude, to be one here. time I saw someone in the crowd that I straight up skipped their wedding a couple weeks ago, <laughs> and I brought it up. Like, my second joke. <laughs> it's like, hey, remember when I didn't come to your wedding? Classic. Like, you had a joke straight up written from that experience, and the subject of that experience showed up. No, I didn't have a joke written. I just saw them, and then I was like, oh, classic. Remember when I didn't go to your wedding? Yeah, what can you do, you know? I told you about my small world situation of oh yeah, past attendees at shows. Uh, <laughs> it's a real doozy out of respect. Going to keep them out of that one. Um, that one has a real doozy and a half. But that's just how it goes. You know, you write a joke about skipping a wedding, and guess what's going to happen? The, mar the happily married couple, front row, Leonard Skinnerd. Your show. Did yeah. it hit? Did the, was the joke any good? I think so. Okay. I think everyone was just kind of like, ooh, or either kind of like that combination of, you might be an asshole, but that's still pretty funny. From my you know, film watching, I'm like an NFL player, watching film, grading it, critiquing myself. The best laugh I got <laughs> was from like right in the middle of a joke. Like I was just explaining what was going on and it's like a huge reaction i'm like what what that's a reminder i was maybe getting expecting a chuckle or i was, ex I was expecting the air to come out of the room when yeah. i have a few jokes like that where all you hear is just <gasps> <laughs> just like ooh, <laughs> what, what did he just say i i think like my, my three biggest laughs i got on the night were jokes that i had not even written it just happened to me to like say something about it you know as host that's what you got to do man you got to be topical you got to play your crowd um so i did that i mean i whipped out the lot lizard joke you know i just i like it too much i use it as often as i can and i think it does great every time i don't even care if if the if the room's not dying that's fine as long as i get some reaction from the old lot lizard joke great i love telling it <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen a lot lizard. You'll know. <laughs> I know we've had some pretty mild weather around here right now, but I think lot lizards are a lot like geese. They head south for the winter. The truckers in <laughs> the Hey, do you mind uh, if I catch a ride? <laughs> yeah. And you go about sixteen hundred miles well, south. You know. I'm going straight west. Yeah, just take me wherever. Yeah, I think the truckers in the upper Midwest in, in you know, very hardcore winter climates, they're, that's why everybody's so uptight and cranky. All the lot lizards left for the winter. 
the only thing I really know about lot lizards is from the show Big Sky, which was essentially created to capture the popularity of Yellowstone. Sounds like a complete ripoff. And they made Ryan Phillippe, the only actor that was like worth anything in it, promote the show for like six months, and then they blew his head off in the first episode. The old Hollywood trick. Yeah, you only got to pay for one episode. But lot lizards in that. This guy picks up a lot lizard. Are they referring to them as lot lizards? Uh, I can't remember what they call them. It's something similar to that. It's are there prostitutes in a trucking environment? Yep. And lizard. The first one gets gets a lot lizard, and (laughs) turns out it's a dude. That's the other tricky part about (laughs) lot lizards. You got to be careful. Yep. They yeah they take a lot of finesse. Well, not a whole lot. You got money. <laughs> yeah, so it comes down to any finesse. Yeah, it comes uh, down to one thing, uh, two things. You have a truck and money. Yeah, you know, give them a pack of Newports, send them on their way. As a little tip action, they'll come back better than ever. Then that's that's why truckers are all nervous in the winter time. Is my lot lizard gonna come back from the south? Or is she gonna die? <laughs> is she gonna get murdered? And that's part of it. It's similar to like ganglands, you know, a lot of crime. You don't know what's going to happen in a 24-hour span. Not a whole lot of gang activity around here, you know. The, that's what the weather does to the area. Really really kind of drives out things that aren't great. It's just the homeless population, you know. And I, I mean, like, lot lizards are great. You know, crime is not. Prostitution... That is, that's your Sixth Amendment. It's more of a guideline than it is a crime. Yeah. Actually, it is a crime, but depends on where you're at. I mean, it'd be funny. You, you go all this time without getting laid, and then you finally do get laid, and then you get busted. It's just like, wow, the probability, not great. How was your first time? Well, you remember that huge prostitution sting in Dickinson? That was it. Yeah, that was a big one. That was a big one. But let's keep her moving. We've got a few more housekeeping. Off to just a wicked start here on episode 189. No brains, no headache. Matt, we got some new names. Well, you do. Matty Applesauce. Have we talked about it yet? No. Where's the inspiration behind the new name? Matty Applesauce. Give him a follow on Instagram at Matty Applesauce. Um... Well, I heard someone saying, like, oh, yeah, like Johnny Appleseed or something. <laughs> I was like, I don't really like apples. Yeah, your joke, that's a, the joke you said when yeah. you got the... Yeah, like Johnny Appleseed, but retarded. <laughs> and It's like Cowboy Joe and Cowboy Gordon. <laughs> kind of like that, but I was like, I don't know, I don't really like apples that much, but I love applesauce. Oh, and then, then I was like, you know what? I need to rebrand this stuff. Biz Matty Ice just wasn't doing it. Especially because I'm not like. Are you proud of being from Bismarck? Is that where the biz comes from? That's what it was. But then I was just like, yeah, you know what? Natty Applesauce. That's what I'm going with. And then I got drunk and ordered a green shirt that just says Applesauce on it. So can't wait to break that one out. That's a good drunk order, I would say. You got to build your brand from the bottom up and stay on brand. And that's something Natty Applesauce would do. Is there any difference, would you say, in the personality or the the ma- the makeup of Biz Matty Ice and Matty Applesauce? I think Biz Matty Ice is more of like the the a, the persona of it's something that I never had. I've never been like the... You never Biz Matty Ice. Yeah. 
I'm, I've always been an idiot. Yeah. And that's what Mavi Applesauce is. Do you think it, what's, what's more popular or going to be popular, Ongo or Mavi Applesauce? Well, I've seen how you're the only one okay. that calls me Ongo, and I think uh, Samson might call me Applesauce. A couple other people will join in with chants. We chant a lot in the comedy scene around here. Um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> we can stop that any minute. Now. Nope. Like once every three weeks, we get a chant. We'll try. I mean, it's it, sometimes it hits, like your Uncle Charlie, maybe the only time it's, it's hit. You know, it's different. It's at a roast or having a good time. Uh, I see you have open mics at the end, and we definitely will share about them, but... The, one of the last open mics was ridiculous. This, <laughs> There was a, a fan there, we'll say, a spectator, who was really digging the comedy. <laughs> and if one of the comedians was just like, show us your tits. <laughs> I was like, I usually do that, but I'm not going to. Um, that same comedian, I'm not going to mention names, but we w I walk outside, I'm standing with him, and he goes, God, part of me wishes I would single, I would totally make out with her. And I was like, oh my God. He offered her oral sex. Twice. He, <laughs> twice. And then she was offered sexual interaction from a, a whole different comedian, just from her responding to the way of the stage. You know, we're, we're not pigs. I don't want to. I don't want to get that connotation. It was just what's happening right now. What is prompting all this behavior? And it was a good time. I laughed very hard. It was fun. The, the chanting, you know? yeah. <laughs> applesauce. He's here to stay. Happy to have him. I also, um, I've decided that my favorite gif to use ever is the detective doofy gif. That's a good one. Yeah. So uh, I, I just I guess I just wanted to say that. Yeah, Officer Doof special officer doofy. Reporting for duty. So if anybody wants to use it, it's there. I use it all the time. Let's get into it. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Okay. Let's party. Um, so recently in the news, you know I'm a Duke fan. Um Duke lost to Wake Forest and Wake Forest stormed the court, and uh, their student body ended up hurting Duke's best player. <laughs> was that what I was seeing? Where he got uh, it was uh, it was Simba's dad and the water beast, the water buffalo, in the Lion King. The crowd was storming. Yep, he was. Was it Mufasa? I'm so terrible with my <laughs> character names. He was getting trampled. Yeah. Well, he like. People were running by, and he looked like he tried to trip someone, and the guy, like, hit his leg so hard that he, like, spun around and sprained his ankle. Uh, what is a sprain these days? So I want to go through a couple things because uh, storming the court, I mean, as a Duke fan, does it suck? Yes. Do I blame Wake Forest? No. Here's a wild thing, Where Duke. Was it? it was at Wake Forest. Yeah, then. no one storms. What the, was Duke ranked at the time? Like 10. Wake Forest wasn't ranked. Don't lose to Wake Forest and this won't happen. It's true. That is true. And another thing, this guy's seven feet tall. And you got hurt by a guy named like Greg, who's probably a biology major, who's just shit-faced. It's like, you know what? That's kind of on you then. Because storming the court's like one of the great 
things in all of college sports. Yeah, but we're not a very disciplined society because uh, everybody's just storming the court any chance they get now. It should be limited to, obviously, it's going to be at home. It's going to be a home game. It should be limited to if you take out either the number one seed or a very highly ranked seed that was, like, damn near undefeated. You know, I could see later in the season a couple teams being undefeated, so one, two, three, somewhere in there, and you're not ranked. I think you have to be, not even that, because Duke was an underdog in the game. Okay, yeah, well, see, that doesn't make sense yeah, at all. Yeah, because Wake, like, oh, like Wake Forest is pretty good. I mean, they're close to being ranked, but, like, on the road in the ACC. So I think you need to be... It needs to go by gambling lines. If you're a 20-point underdog and you beat the team, then storm the court. But if you're expected to win on the aggregate, money ball, there you go. then maybe act like you've been there before. We definitely need to bring in America's largest gambling companies to team up with NCAA rules to because they're definitely a good yeah. partnership. They love each other. Those two can come together and be like, okay, we have a potential storm courting, storming of the court tonight. You know, this team versus that team. Let's see if it happens. If if not, we need to beef up the security. All right, we need to get the get the scout team out there. Well, the scout team, football team. Well, there's others. So like team sports, like like wrestling. If you do something that's unsportsmanlike, you get a team point taken away, and that can like literally lose you the duel. So what if like the students storm the court, and then they're like, "Just kidding, you don't win." Then, well, I think that's uh, ridiculous. Sanctions, find them. Yeah, storming the court brought to you by DraftKings. <laughs> if you storm the court and you're not supposed to automatically lose your bid to the NCAA tournament. That would be good. It's pretty high stakes. Yeah, or you can't go in the conference tournament where a lot of teams make their hay and make the tournament. That's why I'm saying there's there's just no discipline. We all are impatient. We see something we want. We got to get it ASAP, regardless of if we deserve it or not. That's where the principle comes in. Do these teams deserve to storm the court? I would say... Nowadays, no. It used to be a thing when you're watching the Sports Center highlights, the Stuart Scott and the classic days of sports analysis. And it would be like, "Holy cow, that team upset them and they st- and they you have the you have the bird's eye view and the whole court is just overtaken with students. It's awesome. That's a great experience. I don't want to take that away from anyone, but they don't deserve it. I don't think well, like Creighton beat UConn. UConn was far and away the number one team in the country, and Creighton beat them by twenty points at home. Stormed the court. What was Creighton? Was Creighton ranked like fifteen? I still kind of have a problem. But I UConn mean, was a huge favorite. UConn was the for sure number one seed in the country. Yep, I could get behind that. Yep, and it's you know it's Creighton preppy school, so most of them are like, oops, sorry, let me sneak by you there. Just help. how how many teams? you know, are able to make the NCAA tournament at the end of the year, would you say? There's 68 that make it with the playing games, give or take. So there's 68 minimum. My point being is, if you're in the top 25, 
and say you're number 25 and they're number one, it's like, well, this is still a top 25 matchup. You're one of some of the best teams in the country. Yeah. It could be anyone's game. So a 15 versus a one, I mean, I get it. You know, don't lose on the road, and yep. that'll take care of every storming <laughs> of the Just never court. lose again. And I mean, yeah, if you're, yeah. I'm excited for the NCAA tournament, by the way, but we can move on. I still have like a week or so until I get into it. Until the calendar turns to March, I know like three guys on Kansas's roster. Happy to know that. And we're going to leave it there. Am I going to root for them? Am I going to pick them to win in multiple brackets? Yes. That's I, what being a loyal fan is. I mean, every year it's like, you know what? I'm not going to pick Duke this year. <laughs> and then it's like, you know, I'm like, eh, they could win that game. Right, them in. Then, and then I Duke winning. It's like final score in the final. 78 to 4. Yeah. <laughs> no one could touch us this year except for Wake Forest student body. They got a pretty good stranglehold on us. Let me ask you this, Matt. What do you think the punishment should be for somebody who decides that it's necessary to post an entire concert to their story, whether it be Snapchat or Instagram or Facebook or what have you, what kind of sanctions do we have to take out against those kind of people? I think they should have two options of punishment, lethal injection and firing squad. Okay. Just one or the other. Yep. Death. Have you ever watched one of them? No, but I've unfollowed people that have put them on. Yeah, that's that's a immediate unfollow from me. I muted like everyone's story on Snapchat or on uh, Instagram. Like, there's maybe I think like twenty. So, so you don't get sucked into the trap. Well, I don't like having notifications, so it like really grinds my gears when I see it up there. So I just click through them all really quick, and that's what I was doing. And then I went through and spent like an entire day and muted. Everyone but, like, maybe 30 people. How about fireworks? They're putting up a firework display. I will say, if if they do the entire thing, that's a little too much. The only time that it's okay to post fireworks is when it's not okay to be shooting the fireworks off. Yeah, that or the, the artillery shell, like, blows up right next to the campfire. Yeah, I would prefer if you post. If you don't post that, I'll be a little upset. I would prefer if you did, you know, when the, the fireworks, they, there's a malfunction somewhere along the way. The tube tipped over or the guy lighting them was too drunk or they think it would be funny to like get an artillery shell around a group of people. Roman candle fights, post those. I'm okay with posting those. I don't know how you're going to post them if you're trying to defend yourself as well as hit your friends with a Roman candle. Have you ever had like a mishap? Or, like, done anything with fireworks that was kind of funny? Because I have one story that's pretty outlandish. I don't think so. Uh, kept it pretty light. I do remember getting into a Roman candle fight late at night, and there was a fresh dew on the grass, and it made for a tricky playing surface. Was, I, but I think what happened was I slipped and fell, and I actually, like, matrixed dodge the uh the roman candle coming in well hot. when we would do roman candle fights i remember you'd just wear like a sweatshirt but then sometimes it would get like caught in your sweatshirt and if it was dark out you would just see like one dot like running across just like ah the sweatshirt's on fire yeah essentially but there was one time <laughs> that there was a porta potty 
that was next to a construction site that was maybe four or five blocks away from the place I was living at the time. And this was maybe in September, and we had some artillery shells left over. What I didn't know at the time is that artillery shells are essentially grenades. And so we wrapped two of them up and put them in the porta potty in the urinal. And we lit them, and then we went and stood by the car, and it was kind of like a I'm like, wow, nothing happened. Then all of a sudden, the top of the porta potty just <laughs> pops off. And like this thing, I didn't know that the stuff in the porta potty is flammable. So this thing starts smoldering pretty good. And we're in the car driving away. We're like seven or eight blocks away, and sirens pop up. There's cop cars flying towards this thing. And the next day, we go back, and there's literally just like the base of the porta potty left. <laughs> wonder who called the cops. It was a pretty loud bang. Okay. And it was in a residential neighborhood filled with houses. So I think it, I mean, it was, it was really funny at the time, but like the next day we were all like, guys, we need to lay low. It was like a human in, infatuation with lighting porta potties on fire, you know, well, tipping them over. <laughs> At WeFest one yeah, time. Yeah, well, that's exactly what yeah. I was referring to. <laughs> at, I was trying not to say it. At we, <laughs> WeFest one time, a guy that I knew when I was there, he's like, yeah, I was taking a shit in a porta potty and he got out, and someone had lit the other two on fire that were right next to him. Well, first of all, <laughs> you shouldn't be going in those after a certain point. It's like rough parts of town. After a certain point, you just don't go there. Well, let's see. WeFest starts on Tuesday, so like Tuesday night, just off limits. They're not great at all. <laughs> nope. Pacamodium. A lot of it. We need to bring down the hammer on anybody who posts entire concerts, fireworks shows, both I can tell from experience and for free that both of those are just way better live and in person. Yep. So uh, there's that. Um, I had a... <laughs> I had a coworker say, she's like, hey, I got to run to Target. I need to pick up some art supplies. My son has a play date on Saturday. And I was like, I was kind of thinking of that. I don't remember what we did as kids, but I don't think our parents ever went and picked stuff up for us to like, oh, here's an arts and crafts project. We promptly would have thrown that in the garbage and went and like set the shed on fire. We have McDonald's at home. No, we don't. <laughs> yeah, I'll make burgers. It's the same. No, it's not. Way better. Now that you're an adult, it's like, wow, it is way better. Yeah, but hindsight, it's like nothing beat the McDonald's. But I just don't get that you have to go somewhere and be like, oh, got a play date, got a plan for it. I don't think we had anything close to that as kids. Like What we had was Beverly Hills Ninja on VHS tape. And you watch that two, three times, boom. Head on home. Yeah. Farm set. Farm set, great. An empty room just to kind of, I don't know, make a dodgeball game or just play tackle football in the basement. There was um, a, there yeah. was like a, not like a lot. It's like, all right, I took the batteries out of the power tools. You can play with anything in the garage. I don't, did you ever come over to the old Weichel residence and play a game called Stinky Ball? <laughs> yes. 
Such a great concept. Should have really seen how far we could have taken that. Yeah, essentially just a bouncy ball and like a bucket hanging from the ceiling, and it was similar to tip 21 rules is all I remember. We used to play. We'd, we'd kill call, some hours. <laughs> we, we used to play. It was called battle basketball, <laughs> where it's basically like you could do anything, but you just have to get it into the hoop. And it would always be like someone would break away and be going towards the hoop and get tackled from behind. And the hoop hung on like a, a closet that would like basically like the closet here. And oh, if yeah. you got tackled from behind, you go straight through the doors. YOLO. We used to play this game called secretly drink booze and smoke weed in the backyard. <laughs> it's like, it's my favorite sport in high school. <laughs> Try your best to not get caught. I just, yeah, I don't understand it's the like, planning around it. It's like, are you stoned? No. <laughs> What's that joint? That was here before. Is that mine? <laughs> you wrote your name on it. Uh, the parenting advice from this show may just don't take it never come yeah but yeah i mean it's one of my like favorite things we did at my house we had a super long driveway and we would just get into this wagon and you would just go down the driveway and there was two ways of stopping you'd hit the curb across the street and crash or you would veer into the grass and crash gravity is such a fun thing to play with you know, this is one of your best friends. Or at a tree house and you jump off of it into like a leaf pile. But turns out leaf piles aren't that like padding when you hit them. So you basically be just be jumping off a two-story tree house and hitting the ground. Gotta do what you gotta do to burn some time in your youth, you know. Whether it's uh, putting a firecracker up a bullfrog's ass or, you know playing stinky ball in the basement the you imagination know, runs wild it was the basketball of the upper midwest it was i just watched that movie actually fantastic film so good they're just the original concept of basketball was pig or horse <laughs> i love when he's like trying when they're like, they play the first game and then they're like oh but we don't want to run and then he, so he just starts shooting, and then like he goes to shoot, and I can't remember what he yells. But then he's like, what the hell? He's like, you're going to distract him. Steve Perry? Yeah. <laughs> Heard your sister's going out with Squeak. <laughs> <laughs> or right in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> they think they sneak into that chick's room. That's party they're at, and they're in her mom's room. <laughs> and he's he's licking her vibrator. <laughs> And later, one of his psych outs says, oh, one of Britney's mom's pubic hairs. <laughs> and he wasn't, he wasn't trying to psych him out because he psychs him out. And he goes, oh, great psych out. And he goes, oh, another one. There's nothing in the rule book that says you can't play drunk. No, actually, there is. <laughs> so, yeah, best thing to do about parenting advice on this show, just don't listen to it. Uh, Matt, how often do you burn your tongue? Uh Honestly, every time I eat a soup or a homemade pizza. Coffee? Not really. I'm a big putting a couple ice cubes in my coffee, letting it get a little colder, and then chugging the entire cup. There's such a small lifespan, for me anyway, of a coffee being the ideal temperature for consumption. 
I've this last week I was working outside a little bit, I was doing some painting, doing this and that. So it was nice just to have a, a cup of coffee in a little bit cooler environment, uh, which helps cool it down a little bit. But I found myself taking a, a coffee break, you know, meaning just going over, grabbing a sip of coffee in between tasks. And um, I, I just I kept doing that like every five minutes because I know this, this shit's going to get cold. It'll stay hot forever, and then it'll cool down in like five minutes. Yep. Well, and there's like a certain, like if you, I mean, any coffee's hot. I was going to say like, yeah, only gas station coffee gets hot, but... Like if you have it in a cup that like is meant to keep it insulated, yes. it's it's just it stays too hot for way too long. And maybe we should specify black coffee because if you're adding adding cream to your coffee, I feel like that's obviously helping the temperature. Yep. a bit. And I have I've been going strictly black. It's a new policy. I'm going only black from now on. I that's the only coffee I drink. I don't drink it for the flavor. I'm doing it to get some caffeine in the old gullet i'm doing it to get some caffeine also stunt the appetite get rid of the munchies cravings need to stop i'll deal with them later <laughs> not now uh yeah what is your coffee consumption like i mean it's two cups and i try not to drink any after like 10 30 do you ever get wicked anxiety from coffee if i I could, I know what you're talking about. Not like my, my legs go like, that's like, my legs are always like shaking after that. I'm like, ah, I definitely got the jitters now. And I usually have to go for like a walk around the block and then it calms it down. Yeah. I get some blood flow to the, the legs. I last week, bit of a stressful week. Like I had mentioned, I definitely had a coffee one day and it definitely got the heart rate going. And my mind was racing a thousand miles, one thousand miles per hour. Imagine that, one thousand. And I, I made the age old mistake, but it was necessary. I laid back in bed, like I had made my bed, so I don't lay in it. But I just, I was like, I need to lay down for a little bit and chill out. That's at that point. Is this counterproductive now? Now I'm laying here <laughs> trying to calm down a little bit. That's what weighted blankets are really good for. If I put a weight, I guess the coffee's hitting me, so I'm in no condition to be sleeping at the time, but that can change real quickly. You get a little comfortable, and then you put a weighted blanket on you. Yeah, I've, the rest of the afternoon, probably wasted. Yeah, that's what... So the weighted blankets will do, but they do feel nice. You know, when you're not forced to be at an office all day, every day, the self-disc, the plin, takes a toll. Uh, I did burn the shit out of my tongue this Saturday on chili. Ooh, that's a soup. Yeah, but my tongue right now, it's, we're recording on a Monday night, and it's been about two days, and my tongue is still sandpaper. That's the worst is when you burn it so bad that you're in recovery mode for half the week. The worst part about it is I burned it on my first bowl and then I had two more bowls after that and like just kept burning my tongue. Burning your tongue is not going to stop you from hammering a few bowls of chili, a few slices of pizza, you know, two cups of hot cocoa. Well, the first one was good. Now I need a second one. Maybe I'll let it cool down a minute longer. 
Yeah, it's a burning your tongue is like one of the, it's like stubbing your toe. I feel like burning your tongue, though, everybody does it way more often. Every day. It's a, How many people are consuming coffee every day? Minor inconvenience, but it does suck. A minor setback for a minor comeback. <laughs> I'll just get back even. Or when you like it, and it's kind of like one of those where you can't speak too similar to stubbing your toe. Like when it happens, you're just like, you just don't really know how to react. You're not going to be like, fuck. Well, sometimes you will, but. Well, I went to a guest speaker last week and had coffee and it was, I stuck with the black coffee and it's only an hour long. At one point I, I got impatient. I couldn't let the coffee cool down anymore. Burnt it. Did you just burnt the? Did tongue. you take the lid off? I could have, Matt, but that is subject. It's it's got the, uh, it's got the grippy uh, clamp, the phalangel. I don't know what it's called. I know what it's called. I can't think of it right now. Lid. It's part of the lid, but there's an actual name for the rubber part that goes around. I'm sure our listeners are just screaming in their car right now. Well, that's the worst part about those two, because when you try to take off the lid and it kind of sticks and then it comes off really fast and you spill some of the hot coffee, that's the worst. A gasket. That's what it's called? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, you learn something new every day. It could be called a gasket or an O-ring. Uh-oh. <laughs> Blow out my O-ring later. <laughs> but bite your lip. Well, if you have enough coffee, you probably will blow out your ring. <laughs> you will. Does that take a toll on your on your body? It does on everyone's. That's why it's like road trip. You're like, oh, do you want a cup of coffee? No, <laughs> no, thank you. I want to go on this road trip and not miss it. Usually, it's like, oh, you want a cup of coffee? No, I don't want to stop in 45 minutes to have <laughs> diarrhea on the side of the interstate. Okay, there we go. Uh, final question, definitely on topic here. How would you feel if you turned someone lesbian? Uh, that's a good question. I myself have not. Do you know of anyone? Is, yes. Okay. So I had a friend in college who, um, <laughs> lack of a better word, plowed some chick. <laughs> and... Oh, my sweet Jesus. And I really didn't hear from her anymore. And uh, I honestly cannot even remember her name. And I was like, oh, what's that chick up to? And someone just chimes in from the other rooms like, oh, she's a lesbian now. And I was like, oh, that's a good joke. He's like, no, seriously, she has a girlfriend. Look her up online. <laughs> yep. In a relationship. Facebook official. I should see what she's doing now. But yeah, full on like it was a week, and this chick went from it was a quick turnaround. Yeah, huh? boom, boom, pow. To that's why I'm saying. Do you think rug munching? Maybe she was on the edge, perhaps bisexual, but you know your friend turned into a farmer for the night, hitting the fields, and that was her final straw. She said, "You know what? I'm enough is enough." I'm, I'm going to be who I want to be. And that person was either so bad or the experience was so terrible that they said, it's time for me to be now, my true self. Now that you say that and judging from this friend, that makes sense. 
Okay. You didn't think of that? No, I didn't. I even told you this talking point before we got started. I, I prepped you with these questions. That never occurred to you? Not really. I didn't really think past it. That's what I think of if somebody's a, if somebody similar to your friend's situation, you know, they're one day the cheeks are clapping and then next they're not anymore for anybody. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Now let's throw this in reverse. How would you feel if you were with somebody who was recently a lesbian? Hmm. I don't care. That doesn't matter to you? No. If anything, kind of a little more kinky. Yeah. It's like, hello, what's going on here? You know, I, with those relationships that are like feng shui or a little different. At that point, are they a full-on bisexual, would you think? Case-by-case uh, case basis. Yeah. I never know what someone else is thinking. I mean, I feel for them. I can't imagine what it would be like to be one day straight, the next not, few years later, back to straight. I'm confused. Where am I right now? Whose dick is in my mouth? Like, there's so many questions going on that you don't know what to do. I mean, it's a roller coaster of emotion. And I'm not on it, so I'm not going <laughs> to pretend like I don't know. <laughs> I had to ask, you know. The burning your tongue, coffee consumption, dirtying somebody lesbian. It, it all goes hand in hand. You know, the one thing is you not You don't like, want to miss these questions. They are important. Um, I watched a YouTube video about Stonehenge last night, and I really want to push it over. You want to push over the rocks? Yep. I didn't realize how big they are, so I probably couldn't do it. But I think if we got enough guys together, I want to destroy a national long uh, landmark. I could get on board with that. I don't want to get too off subject here, but you said you watched it on YouTube. Yep. I also kind of got pretty deep in the old YouTube. I watched the world's largest, uh, like Alaskan cod fishing boat documentary for about 45, 55 minutes. I was into it. That's I'm saying YouTube. Follow us on YouTube, by the way. Yes. Just search No Brains, No Headache. You can subscribe, see this whole show. But, oh, my, like the, the rabbit hole, you could it's endless what you can do on YouTube. Can I tell you about mine really quick? Yes. And let's not remember, we've got to bookmark that. We're coming back to that. This ship, forgot what it was called. Dude, it's over 300. It's, oh, it's bigger than a football field. How do they catch these fish? A giant net goes, gets laid out, and then there's these walls that actually catch the water, and then they they look like big doors. Probably could only fit one person, if I had to guess, if it was a floating device to save your life. And then it makes the net open up, and then they can close that net. The net itself is like 50 to 100 yards, and it's just plump full. Dude, they do... How deep do they th does this net go? Uh, hard to say. It's like right off the edge of, like in between Alaska and Siberia. There's there's like a reef or something where it really starts to drop off and get deep. So that's a hot uh, spot to be fishing. But this boat supplies McDonald's with all of their like filet fish fish, if you will. Mm. And I'll do you one better. This one boat does. This one boat. Matt, there's a factory where these fish literally within, like, hours get caught from the ocean. They're filleted, and, like, 
like examined and frozen and processed all on this ship it's wild that is insane tens of thousands of tons of fish and every part of the fish gets used they make fish oil on the goddamn boat wait is the is the factory on the boat yeah these fish go in they get processed and then there's a whole crew like the uh there's 150 or so people on crew. A hundred are factory workers. They're literally just lining up fish all day. That's awesome. It's wild. Is it a U.S. based ship or a Russian based ship? Out of Alaska. Okay. Yeah. That's so cool, though, that it's all in one. What if the ship had a McDonald's on it? Oh dude? my! <laughs> we this is a really old video, but we should oh, pitch what, that. What do you do on the ship? It's like I'm one of the two people that work at McDonald's. We only serve filet fishes, no buns. It is funny. Part of the documentary part was talking about the food on the ship, and a lot of the crew members that were very seasoned were said that. Yeah, I I don't eat fish very much. I just can't. I probably wouldn't either. It's like I go fishing once, and it's like you know what? I'm not gonna have sushi for three months. <laughs> My hands smell like a fish. I don't like it. I yeah, I gotten to the point where if I go fishing now, like I I do it once a year, and I catch like sunfish. And if I can't get the fish off the hook relatively easy, I just rip the hook out. Oh, that fish yeah, is dead. It's really humane. Yep. Fantastic. I watched a little bit of Deadliest Catch. Dude, the fishing ones are really entertaining. Yeah. I like like when they're uh I went on a little bit of a river monsters kick lately. That guy's bananas. <laughs> but it's also like none of these things kill the human. It's like they clearly got eaten by like a freshwater crocodile. And then they're like, This is what it could look like, and it's literally just legs sticking out of a fish, and it's like that didn't happen. River monsters. Or he's like, I got the biggest fish yet. And he just caught a turtle. Turtles can be scary. Dude, I the alligator snapping turtle, those, those things can literally bite your arm off. Like clean, just done. Oh, man. Nature out there is scary. Man versus nature. Yeah. I, I don't really have much to go back to, but I did watch a YouTube video about Stonehenge. And I wanted to see if I could push one over. What are some other historical landmarks that would be, you know, maybe not fun? Um, yeah, let's say fun. Fun to vandalize and or destroy. Uh, one of the noses I wanted to rip off of Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Just so it looked like Voldemort. <laughs> yeah. There was this one that was a, a rock that the wind had whittled it down. So it literally looked like a golf ball on a tee. And it was like three foot by three foot. And there's a video out there of, like, four teenage kids just pushing it over. Like the, <laughs> really? This thing took millions of years to finally happen. And then there's just a video of freaking four 12-year-olds just boom. At least they got the video. Yeah. But a lot of likes and a felony. I mean, there's, like, basically any, like, uh, the pyramids, those things, like, I would want to go see, but I would definitely want to, like, pull out one of the lower blocks what if you just backed a cement truck up to the Grand Canyon and just started letting go? Like, oh, I'm totally getting them. <laughs> it just makes no difference. Dude, one of my friends, his uncle fell into the Grand Canyon and yes. died. Well, don't you have a joke about that? Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Do you want to tell it? 
Um, it's basically just, well, his dad got him, he's like, he got him coasters from the Grand Canyon, and he said, from Uncle Michael. And it's like. As a joke? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> the day I went to the Grand Canyon, it happened to be a federal holiday, and on those days, you get in for free. So, was there just a ton of people there? No. Oh. It wasn't the best weather. There's so many different places to go for the Grand Canyon, too. The Leaning Tower of Pisa, I think we just need to push it over at this point. It's not my fault that the structural engineer didn't do his job. I think you might have to ride that one out. Or how often are engineers going into that place and inspecting it and seeing what's going on? They're doing Could a be a catastrophe. They're doing a lot of work to keep it upright. I think sawing one of the legs off the Eiffel Tower and just seeing where it falls would be fun. It's a hell of a saw. Uh, I'm trying to think what other national monuments. Ooh, Statue of Liberty. What about it? What are you going to do to it? Break the arm off with the torch. Okay. Or I want to go up in the torch. You know, the Statue of Liberty in relativity to its surroundings is pretty small. That's another YouTube video you got to go on is who owns the land that the Statue of Liberty is on. The pirates do. Pretty weird story. It's like New York owns it, but New Jersey used to own it, and then they got mad at each other, and then so now it's like New York had to trade another small island to New Jersey so that they could have this A land trade. It's, It's pretty wild, actually. Actually, not really, but. Yeah, it's teeny. It's way out there. You'd think it'd be a little more centrally located. It's not. Yeah, it's way out there. Well, there was an island close to that that they used to put people that had a typhoid on, and there's like an old hospital on there. And for the longest time, there was this lady who was asymptomatic of it, so she was a carrier and could affect other people, but she couldn't be around anyone. So she lived for like 30 years on this island. The ty- the typhoid. Yeah. Mm. I could have the disease wrong, but it's like she was like the last person that lived there. That's the least of our worries, buddy. Don't you worry about that. What's this top 10 you got for me? Well, you always pulled out random top 10s for me. Uh, Twice. If we did this one, I'm going to feel like a real moron. But I was listening to good old FM radio, and they were going through the top 10 pets. I couldn't find the same exact source, but I have Pet Helpful here. Dakota Newman wrote this article January 11th, 2024. Up-to-date, up valid. Top 10 pets. Okay, dog. Okay, hold, yeah, hold on. I got to go through this. I got I to gotta keep track of it somehow. Yes, dogs is number one. Cat. Cat is number two. Rabbit. Rabbit is number six. Horse. On this list, horse is not. Um, then let's go with hamster slash guinea pig. One sec. Guinea pig is nine. Hamsters eight. Um, lizard. What kind of lizard? A lot lizard? Bearded dragon? Lot lizards are probably in my top five prostitutes. Um, That's another list for another day. 
We don't have time for that. Reptiles, number five. Uh, How do they... They can't just say reptiles. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty, whole thing. Um, well, but, does frogs go in there? That's an amphibian. Is amphibians one of them? No, now that uh, I noticed that. Fish? I thought I could find the radio article. I I couldn't. Fish? Let's see where are we at. Fish, number three. Uh-oh, fish number three. I've had a case of the fumbles lately. Um, Where are we at here? Okay, you have, you're missing number four, number seven, and number ten. Um, Let's go with... I had another guess, but now I can't remember it. Um, turtle. Nope. Uh, a pig. No. Um, totally redeem yourself. Um. Uh. Ooh. A miniature horse. Is it? I feel like three or four or whatever I'm missing is going to just drive me insane right now. I try to give you a hint. Didn't I already say bird? No. Bird is number four. Oh. Did you say bird? I thought I did. Let's go back, check the film. All right, we got seven and ten. You might lose your marbles over number seven. Does anyone that I've known in my life have this pet? I would think so. It's po- it's a popular pet, top ten. Crickets. I don't know how household these pets are. Um but I will say in the other top ten horses were in that. Flying squirrel. I like the first part of what you said, but no. Isn't it like flying wombat or something? I think you're getting too specific. Fart. Fart is actually <laughs> close to one of them. Frog. No. Fudge. Number, number 10 is ferret. Oh. And number seven. Very interesting. They count it as... Poultry, chicken, turkey, ducks, or geese. That's stupid. That's not a <laughs> pet. People don't be like, hey, come over and see my pet chicken. People actually have pet horses. If you have a chicken, it's because you either want to piss your neighbor off or you want eggs. All right, Matt. It was a fun game because this is a family-friendly top podcast in the world. And if if they agree with that, how could they get more involved and listen to No Brains, No Headache? You can listen and watch us on YouTube. Just search No Brains, No Headache. Or you can find us wherever you listen to Podcast, Podcast, Podcast uh, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Google. You name it, we're on there. Um, and then follow us on social media at NBNH Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. And like I said, YouTube. If you want to check out our comedy, Matt and I will be doing open mic at Jimmy V's here in Bismarck 
February 28th. That's a Wednesday. The following Wednesday, we will be at Gideon's Brewing Company. The following Wednesday after that, back at Jimmy V's. The Friday after that, March 15th, show at Send It 24-7 Cornhole in Mandan. Looking forward to April. We got Thursday, April 18th at Stadium Sports Bar. So plenty of options. Obviously, we'll have those open mics every single week, flip-flopping from those two locations. So come check it out. Support your local comedians. Up next, we got episode 190. Wow, really cruising along. This is a freestyle off the top of the dome. Here we go. And I do it again, 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 again. I do it only once. Again, 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 again. I do it only once. I go down that river slow to the place I shoot like Carmelo. I'm living my life and we go hard. Floating on the river in a party barge. And I see you on a sea dude. Your shirt was white and it was see-through. Please use your spray, no mosquitoes. Every time you found me, it's a free throw. Hey girl, why you calling me? I said, oh, please don't bother me. I'm so sick of apologies. That's so damn appalling to me. But last night was the best night that I have ever lived.